Welcome to the Leslie Weems Talk Show. I'm your host, Leslie Weems. And I'm your co-host, Kalina Barton. I am a empathic, psychic, medium, and prophet. And this show is for those who are waking up to their spiritual gifts. And for those who want to know about the prophecies I've received from God, Jesus, and other spirits. Our mission is to share their words of wisdom and insight about what is happening in our world today and what is to come. Hi, this is Leslie Weems with the Leslie Weems Talk Show, and today we have a show for you. It's going to be a little bit different, and it's going to be just discussions and a lot of fun stuff. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to our co-host, Kalina Barton. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is episode number seven, which is, by the way, God's favorite number. So that's why we thought we'd do something a little bit different, shake it up a little bit, not uh, follow a script per se. We do have some notes, but we thought we would uh, change it up for you. So our first topic today is about choosing life over death. Uh, I want to read to you a verse from Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, about that very thing. So this verse takes place where the Israelites are being led into the promised land. And God is giving them a choice. He says, Today I am giving you a choice of two ways, and I ask heaven and earth to be witnesses of your choice. You can choose life or death. The first choice will bring a blessing. The other choice will bring a curse. So choose life. Then you and your children will live. You must love the Lord your God and obey him. Never leave him because he is your life. He will give you a long life in the land that he, the Lord, promised to give to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So as I said, this is when the Israelites were leaving uh, the desert and they were going into the promised land. And But that choice that God gave them then still holds true for us today. We still have the choice of whether we want to believe in God and obey God and choose life with him or if we want to choose Satan and choose death and hell. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's important to note that before we do each week's radio show that I pray and meditate and I talk with God, Jesus, and the Archangels to get direction for the show. So I wanted to just state that these were what they wanted us to talk about today, and they gave us some guidance. So I think a lot of it is because, you know, we are in the end times, and a lot of things that are in... Um, the Bible, what was in the beginning circles back to the end. So we're kind of closing a chapter. We're in that process, if you believe it or not. But look at the world and the state that we're in. So it's a good time to get right and put your priorities in order. And I think that's the key here today is just kind of stating what those look like and kind of where we're at. I'll turn it back over to Kalina. All right, so our next topic today that we're going to be talking about is um, the free will, much like the first topic, that we have we have choices. We actually um, get to choose what we, where we want to go, what we want to do in life. Um, and so are we living with love in our hearts and with our actions towards others? Um, obviously, our free will gives us the choice to either live with love and to treat people with love and respect or 
If we want to put them down, treat them with hate, cause violence. This is a great thing about, about God and allowing us to make those choices. We can either make the right choices and be rewarded, or we can make the wrong choices and be punished. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I would like to state in that is that it, it was such a, a big thing that basically on the back of the book, God had me put that it will not be long. It is time to act using your free will to make the decision of your life, heaven or hell. And as far as choices, in the book, Wake Up, The End is Coming as well, it says in chapter 4, there's a whole chapter on choices. And here's just something that God said. He said, this book serves as my last written warning to all. I am your father. He loves you very much. And I'm taking this one last time to allow you to turn a mirror around and look at yourselves. Whom do you see? Are you a child of God? Also in the book, it talks about their expectations. So I just wanted to kind of state that because obviously these are very important to God, Jesus, and the archangels that we're clear so that we are set up for success in the end times in making choices that will count for having an eternal life. Yeah, and part of those choices that we are given uh, to make is whether or not we want to show forgiveness or if we want to harbor grudges, or if we want to hold on to hate, or, you know, some hurt feelings that we've had, and we're just, and because of that, we're not advancing our relationships. So are we going to hold on to that, or, or are we going to show forgiveness? And in the Bible, we've, we've got a couple of um, references I want to share with you. One is from Romans 12, chapter 12, verse 17. And it says, if someone does you wrong, don't try to pay them back by hurting them. Try to do whatever, try to do what everyone thinks is right. And then the other verse is from, chapter, is, uh, from Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. It says, yes, if you forgive others for the wrongs that they do to you, learn, uh, then your Father in heaven will also forgive your wrongs. But if you don't forgive others, then your Father in heaven will not forgive the wrongs that you do. So I think that's that's very important to remember because I also believe that if we harbor these things and we don't set these relationships correct or if we, if we don't show people forgiveness, I feel that that's something that's going to go with us when we are at judgment. No, I think that's very true. But we also have to remember, just because in our hearts we may forgive someone, they may not forgive us or they may harbor their own feelings because everyone is entitled to their own emotions and their own feelings. And that is when it's good to pray for help and intervention with that said. But, you know, it's hard when someone does a wrong that two wrongs don't make a right concept because... You know, we were taught throughout time, you know, to retaliate. Look at the wars. Look at what's going on in the world now. So I think it's important to try to keep a, our emotions out of situations a lot of time and look at the facts and really look at both sides and try to be fair 
Because when we do that and we keep try to keep our emotions grounded, it helps us to forgive and keep things more in perspective so that it's not, because our emotions is what carries the intensity. The facts are, I think, easier when we look at those to put things in perspective and move on. But again, it's all about appreciation and forgiveness in all that we do. Exactly. So our next topic is going to be about praising God today for the blessings that you have. Don't wait until tomorrow. Who knows if you're going to have tomorrow or not. Something may happen to you today and, and you won't get that chance. So I think it's important that we that we pray and, and we really take a look at how blessed we really are. And we need to thank God for that. I mean, there's so many things we take for granted each and every day. And it's just amazing. I mean, just being able to, to smell the rain, that's a blessing. Being able to see the birds fly across the sky, that is a blessing. Yeah, I mean, clean has taught me a lot in that I always look at the bigger, deeper stuff and what I need help with um, appreciating or, or asking for forgiveness. And I always am amazed and admire that Kleena will be so thankful because she'll hear a bird or, you know, a butterfly will come land on her shoulder. You know, things of that nature that most people don't take time to appreciate that God has created. So it's all in where we put our intentions in this world and looking at things outside of ourselves makes what's inside us I think can make it look better because sometimes I think we feel sorry for ourselves or we have worry and things of that nature but just sometimes looking outside of ourselves and seeing someone else smile or, or seeing something silly will brighten our day so I think it's just remembering to look outside of ourselves and appreciate everything around us will help to make our lives more enriched. Yeah, I mean, for example, flipping a switch to turn on your electricity is something we don't even think about doing because most of us have grown up with that ability. Just touch a button on the wall and your lights come on. You know, running water. Right. I mean, we have all grown up with those abilities. But if you think about what came before us to have this now, electricity, running water, I mean, that's a blessing to me. And it's not, everyone does not so have that. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've been very blessed to be able to travel throughout the world. And I can tell you that I have loved it because it makes me appreciate different cultures, their challenges, and their joys. And... I have learned so much, but just simply being in Europe compared to the United States. I love Europe. I think it's an amazing experience. And, you know, the, the priorities, you know, seem so different from that of America. I mean, obviously we're from America, but, um, I think America, as Americans, we can kind of be spoiled if you think about it. We have, you know, any kind of food on every corner almost. If it's on, if you don't like that particular kind of hamburger, then you walk across the street. You know, I mean, it's amazing, but then you can go to another country and you may have to drive 30 miles, 30 kilometers to get a McDonald's hamburger for that example, 
or you may not have a clothes dryer, or, you know, you may go to the grocery store. Like, for example, you know, you may be used to buying prepared foods. Well, some countries may not have much of a supply, and it's a matter of learning how to make things from scratch. It makes you appreciate that so much more. And I think it also makes you appreciate that did you really need it in the first place. Sometimes I think we we learn that simplicity is a lot more peaceful because I think there's also the pressure is the more that you have, the more that you have to make and the more that you have to sustain to try to keep up your lifestyle. So I know I've been through that myself, but I can tell you that learning to live and appreciate the simplicities of life is sure a lot more rewarding. Yeah, um, going back to what America has that some of these other countries don't have, and, and vice versa. I mean, there's things that other countries have that America doesn't have. But uh, I can tell you that they don't have Pop-Tarts here. That is one thing that I do kind of miss, the strawberry and blueberry ones. Those are my favorite. So you can't get those, so I do miss those. And of course, my favorite soda was Dr. Pepper. Did find it one time, drank them all, haven't found them since. Yeah, she didn't even <laughs> let me have one. I should have saved them. And it was a whole case, for that yeah, matter. Yeah, it was. Oh, she left me one that was a cherry Dr. Pepper, which wasn't, I liked them, but it was not my favorite. But anyway. Yeah, so um, oh, one more thing about being thankful that I thought was kind of funny. Uh, where we're from, there are what we call June bugs that come out in, in the month of June. And those who know me know that I cannot stand them. I'm not really thankful for them like I probably should be because <laughs> I know they're somebody's food chain. I don't know who eats them, but I don't like them. But left those behind and now in Europe, they have these other little bugs that are called uh, little stink bugs. And they're like here all the time. They are here year round. So now I am thankful that the June bugs only pretty much came out for a little time and then they were gone. Because here they have bugs I don't like and they're here all the time. So I am now appreciative of June bugs. There we go. I said it. <laughs> that right. says a lot people <laughs> alright so moving on um, we would also like to tell you uh, we would also like to talk a little bit about profits um, our intentions obviously are out of love for God and also for the people on earth because we want to do everything we can to wake people up to God. We believe that Jesus is God's son. We believe that he died and rose from the dead. And we believe that he's going to come again. We are not trying to deceive anyone. We only want to tell what the messages are from God and Jesus so that people will wake up to them and will believe in God. And we'll believe that Jesus is coming soon because our goal is to help save people to be able to go to heaven. 
Yeah, I mean, God came to me, and first it was actually Raphael, and then God came to me and called me to be a prophet and to help deliver his words to you with the morning to wake you up. And I was thinking, is this really happening to me? I mean, it was like I felt paralyzed. I was sitting in my living room looking at this huge image of God, and I was just flabbergasted. And at the same time, I had so much emotion that I was had tears rolling down my face. And I just was had this euphoric feeling. But from that day, you know, I was just like, I've been my whole life pretty much been like everybody else. I haven't been one to go to church every day or anything like that. But, you know, it really always felt for certain reasons, if you read the book or whatever, I don't want to bore you. But, you know, I had health issues as a child and basically was called, I knew at that time when I was miraculously healed, that there was something I was supposed to do in this world. And then come to find out it was to write a book so that I could help warn those that that would like to be saved. And now I'm doing this radio show that I thought I would never do. And it's because, you know, there's so much that they have to say, God, Jesus, and Archangels, that I can't get the words out quick enough. So this was their suggestion that I created a, a form so that I could get out their words quicker and if I need to do them sooner than once a week, then we will. But we're kind of starting at, at this pace right now, but so that we can share things at the last minute and quicker. And it's all just because of you that we're doing this, because we have nothing to gain. It's simply um, a love for doing for God. So with that said, I'm going to turn it back to Kleenex. Yeah, I'd like to um, talk a little bit about prophets and a few of the ones that are in the Bible, such as Jonah, Moses, Gideon, and Jeremiah. They were all just normal, hardworking people when they were called by God to deliver his messages. They didn't do anything special to deserve this. They were just normal people. Um, some of them... Well, those people that I just mentioned, they didn't really want to be a messenger for God. They didn't want the job. As a matter of fact, Paul, he felt inadequate to the calling of God because he had persecuted Christians. But he went on to do what God told him to do. And if you don't know, he wrote several uh, books in the Bible. There was also Isaiah. He was an excellent example of someone who was willing uh, to answer God's call. Now, there are many who do not believe that there are prophets today. Why is that? Why can't there be prophets today? God said in Matthew chapter 23, verse 39, Ye shall not see me henceforth, till ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. So you won't see God or know God until you accept the prophets that I have sent to you. So if God sent 
and talked to people, sent prophets out and talked to people, gave them messages to deliver to people back, back in biblical times, why can't he do the same thing now? Obviously he can if he wants to. Anyone can be called by God to do his will. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1 says, let me pull it up here real quick. Oh, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. So I believe there are prophets today, both good and bad. I want to hope that I read, I'm a good one, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Uh, I believe that you can tell a lot about whether a person is good or bad by what is in their heart. Do they have love in their heart? Do they Are they trying to do good? Or, or are they teaching hate? Or do they hate God? Do they not want people to be happy? Do they want them to only live in fear? Do they incite violence? Um, and I believe that if also if you are given out prophecy and those prophecies come true, that is also a sign that you are from God. Well, so far I've had, uh, I've been blessed to have a lot of prophecy come true. I, I can't even keep up with how much has come true. I know at least probably 50 or more so far in the last year has come true. That's a lot. And uh, it's it's coming true every day. So it's something that when I take things like, um, for example, I had a situation that happened this week that, you know, I'm learning timing of the prophecy that I receive. I, you know, at first it was like I would get prophecy and it would, like I think I said last week, you know, I'm seeing it come true from hours to maybe a year and a half, roughly. And this week I had one happen, and it was one that happened the next day. And I didn't post it, and I feel bad that I did not. We were we took a short vacation and uh, went camping, and so I was kind of off the grid. And um, but right before we left, I had gotten prophecy about that there would be this big uprising in uh, Israel and the Gaza Strip area. And um, I just kind of shook my head thinking, well, I don't, I did, it was kind of vague, you know, to me. So I didn't know that it was something that would happen so immediate. And then today we were looking at the show and I'm thinking, wow, I got that on the 9th. And I think it happened the next day. But I have posted um, what I received online. But it's just an example of how quickly the prophecy that I'm getting is coming true. And I just also want to state that I'm the messenger and I'm not one, I'm probably the most fair person you've ever met. I, I try to not place judgment and try not to pick a side. Obviously, in this situation, I am in the white light and I 100% believe in God and I'm a Christian, but I don't hold grudges or, uh, you know, I'm not a hater in the sense of trying to put other people down. I'm just delivering messages that I get. So if you read something, just know that I am just simply the messenger and that I'm not placing my opinion in that. 
because my job is to simply relay what I'm given. So I just wanted to make sure that was clear. But anyway, I think timing is important. And I think that things are going to start speeding up from what I'm getting from God. And um, so I would encourage you to check out my website and the radio station. But um, I have a blog and I'm posting them as the day I receive them, the message, so that you can um, see them as individual subjects and based on dates. Yeah, a couple more scriptures about prophets. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, verses 3 and 4 says, On the other hand, the one who prophesies and speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. In Amos chapter 3, verse 7, it says, For the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. So we see that in the Bible, God has used prophets, many of them, and there are actually women in the prophets too. I mean, women in the Bible that were prophets as well. If he wants you to know something, he's going to send a prophet. He's going to give a message to a prophet and then to relay it to everyone else. That's that's their job. Yeah, I mean, actually, the Bible, 27% of the Bible is through prophets. Um, in the Old Testament, obviously, there's more that were used because Jesus not was not yet in the picture. The New Testament, it, it, Jesus was the prophet, more or less, until after he um, was crucified. And then, then it came through the apostles. And basically, they you know, it was messengers and then apostles, which is a form of messenger. So anyway, so it's continued throughout the entire Bible. Yeah, so we just want to touch on that a little bit so that you'll see and understand where we're coming from, that we're not coming from hate, but that we're coming from love, love of God, love of the Bible, uh, love of Jesus, and, and our love for our fellow humans because we're trying to do our best to get the word out there that, you know, things are getting ugly, uglier by the day, and it's time for everyone to choose life or death, which is what we spoke about at the beginning. So to move on a little bit, we're gonna, I'd like to tell, I'd like to have Leslie tell you a story that happened to her about a week or so ago. Uh, it's kind of funny. So <laughs> with that, Leslie, tell us, tell us a little story. Sure. Well, first of all, I wanna just have the caveat to this and that, you know, I can, I usually only deal in, in higher frequency spirits, which is God, Jesus, and the archangels. And, you know, I have set boundaries, but sometimes I can have some unusual things occur. And I've noticed a pattern. We were talking the other day and that for some reason I can go to the, to the restroom and I all of a sudden I have, you know, I've had situations where I have spirits that will appear. And I think, why are they coming to me in the bathroom? But anyway, we were um, visiting uh, some friends, and I went to the bathroom. And in the bathroom, I saw in the wall, there was 
it was almost like a demonic looking um, spirit that was in the wall and it was really creepy. And so I thought, wow, that was wild. Did I really see that? So then anyway, I left the bathroom and went into the living room and tried to pretend like I didn't see anything for a minute, trying to catch my, I guess, I guess trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> because, I mean, who wants to know they have some, like an evil spirit in their house? So anyway, long story short, I ended up confessing. And I basically said that I didn't say that it was a creepy one, but I did say that I felt energy in the house. And it was funny because the daughter was sleeping on the couch because she didn't feel comfortable in her own bedroom. So that should have been a sign already. <laughs> but anyway, so the, the, it gets kind of funny from here. So anyway, so I kind of said, hey, you know, you have a spirit in your house and this is why, you know, you're feeling that way. And then I said, you know, we could sage the house. And then the next thing I know, the daughter runs outside, disappears, and comes back into the house and goes, here, I brought some sage. Let's do it right now. She actually had some in the, outside in the yard, just growing up. <laughs> yeah, but she brought live sage. So anyway, she went back out and she brought me some dried sage. And I said, well, do you want to do it or do you want me to? And she's like, no, you do it. You better do it. So anyway, so I um, went through the house to get rid of the spirit for her. And it was interesting. And um, the, the children's bedroom, I felt energy in the closet. Not so much in the room as a whole. I felt it really strong in the bathroom. And then in the parents' room, I felt it in a window in their closet and in the center of their bed, more or less. And then I continued to do the cleansing and basically crossed over this. And it was a little boy that was stuck actually from the 1400s, which is pretty cool to have that experience. But he crossed over into the white light, and so it, and so it was. He was like three, three and a half years old. So then I went back in to talk with the family, and it was interesting because they said that you know that they would notice that the doors in the closets would be open, that the children thought you know they felt. Um, just bad energy, so that's why they didn't like going in the bedroom. And in the parents' bedroom, they never liked opening the drapes or looking out the windows because they just felt really creeped out about it. So anyway, um, but it's funny because I'll go to the restroom. Again, I've done this at rest, like at restaurants, and sometimes it's it may be a combination of um, spirit and psychic information and connecting a spirit to someone that's still living and things of that nature. But yeah, we, it's always been a joke because we'll have this happen and we're just noticing this pattern when I go to the bathroom. Yeah, bathrooms are your thing. So. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so they can come attack me there. I don't know. That's really, to be honest with you, we figured out why she always gets 
a spirit's visiting her in the bathroom, it's because she doesn't take her phone with her. <laughs> and there's no one sitting across from her talking to her. So, because when we go out, obviously, we're sitting across from each other, we're talking to each other, and uh, we'll have our phones with us, and we're on them, and... But whenever she goes to the restroom, clearly you don't take your phone with you, so you're still <laughs> and quiet. That's yeah. when they can come through. And yeah, it's hard to get me to be quiet. I'm all or I'm always thinking, and so you know, in order for a spirit to come through, you have to be still and quiet. And I think that's why I it took me so long to go through my spiritual awakening is because I've been in corporate America. I've been very busy. I'm an analyst in the sense I'm always thinking and solving puzzles that I was never emotionally still. And when I finally learned that skill, it was like the floodgates came open and I was just getting all this, um, just d different energies that was coming through. So I quickly learned to focus only in the white light and have strong boundaries. But in the beginning, it was like, it was the craziest thing, you know, just trying to, to understand. And I'm sure if, if, if one of you've been, I'm sure many of you are going through or have gifts and it is pretty crazy out there. I mean, I even see soldiers, um, all kinds of things, but it is fun as it is because you get to solve a different kind of puzzle. You know, maybe it's something from their life that wasn't finished and those kinds of things. So, but anyway, so you can never, anyway, that was crazy for me. And I just think that's bizarre that it takes me that kind of situation to be able to, for them to get through to me sometimes. So I guess I'll have to, it's cleaning, must, you better steal my phone from me. Yeah, I guess we're gonna have to go to the bathroom more often. <laughs> you better just take the phone. <laughs> yeah. All right, so to end the show, do we have any messages that we want to share? Yes, thank you, Kalina. Yeah, each week we'd like to share messages that I have gotten from God and Jesus and the Archangels. And we had quite a few this week. Um, so since this has already been long, I thought I'd be a little different this week. And uh, so I posted them already on my website under my blog so i hope you'll get you'll check it out and um learn because there was stuff in there a lot about israel and what's going on there about what's going on in america and um in general just the, how the end time is kind of on a quick countdown so it's a really important um week for you to check out yeah, so we hope you enjoyed our version of the show today. Please let us know what you think, whether you like this version where we're just kind of chatting back and forth with different topics, or if you prefer our more scripted style of show. So with that, thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed our show. For those of you that are awakening, embrace your gifts and use them for the good of this time. Stay tuned for Prophecy Updates because God and his team have a lot to say. And this is the quickest way I can share what they want you to know. For more information, visit my website at leslieweems.com and check out my new book, Wake Up, The End is Coming. It is important that we share the light with the world.
Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.